Hi, welcome to the Bitcoin News Update podcast episode of 21 Tars. I'm Sandeep Goinka. I'm Setu Saurav. So, Setu, the, con- the contagion continues, right? It's been another terrible week since we posted our last news update. Yeah, never thought like Bitcoin can go to 16K and still there might there can be so much rumor and so much news around that it can go even down then then think of this scenario at least in 2022 absolutely i mean it's almost it's almost at 2018 levels so it's kind of you're back by about four years uh and the contagion continues right and we i think we still don't know if we've seen the last of it so um let's dive straight into some of the articles that we've posted this week on 21 towers yep so last week we posted about what has happened to FTX and there was some speculation that this could sort of the contagion can spread to crypto.com and Huobi. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, their tokens are getting hammered and because a lot of their asset classes are just build up, build up of their own tokens, uh, this spe- speculation is rife that you know crypto.com and Huobi are the next exchanges to go down. Do you think the exchanges are also the exchanges have also stopped withdrawals? No, I don't. I didn't see any news. So Crypto.com's Kronos token fall fell by fifty five percent, and Huobi's Huobi token is also was down sixty percent when we posted the article about eight days back. No, these exchanges. I there is no news that these exchanges have paused withdrawals. It's just that the risk is there, uh, yeah. and there is of course there is a lot of speculation. The withdrawals still continue, according to me. And uh, what, which other platforms or exchanges do you foresee it spreading next from, from where we are? So I, I really don't know. I, I, I kind of think that at this point, the best strategy is to kind of think that every exchange is in danger out there and to withdraw your crypto. I mean, that's ir- irrespective of the case. So I think the news that we've posted is that um, Genesis, which is not really an exchange, it's it's kind of this, uh, uh, you know, a B2B lending platform does some various crypto services i think lending is one of the major activities that they used to do that's in trouble uh, they've stopped uh, redemptions of loans and withdrawals and gemini earn Gem- gemini has this earn product which is separate from the yeah. exchange gemini earn basically was like the retail platform for genesis you know they would kind of at the back end use genesis they've stopped redemptions and withdrawals i also got a message from one of my friends that he was having trouble withdrawing crypto from Gemini, but that news has not been there online. So I think I'm not really sure what the problem is. So Gemini also continues to operate normally, according to me. BlockFi, of course, has absolutely gone down. And I know from, I mean, from really reliable sources within BlockFi that it is a terrible situation and that if you had crypto on BlockFi, I think the chances of recovering that uh, are going to be very, very difficult. BlockFi had been in tumultuous situation since a couple of times. Like when the, I, I, I remember when the Luna crisis happened or even before that, when the Tron crisis happened, then the Luna crisis happened and then this one, the FTX saga. It's It's been at the receiving end since some time now. I I was someone who was, you know, who had tried the product and who had liked the product too. But what can we say about this whole space that these products are into, which is, you know, Bitcoin lending and giving yield 
uh, on custodial holding. And right now, it seems like they are on a tough spot. Totally. So BlockFi had a major loss during the Luna, uh, Terra Luna crisis and FTX bailed them out actually. And with FTX going down, they literally went bankrupt on almost immediately. So it was, so that's the reason BlockFi did not survive this. It was a bailout by FTX. FTX, I think, bought BlockFi. And yeah, I really loved BlockFi's products as well. Very easy to use. In fact, over the last two years, I have recommended BlockFi not really for their lending services or whatever, but for people who wanted to even, they, they launched an exchange service. And I'd recommended BlockFi to people if they want to buy and sell Bitcoin. Hopefully none of them actually kept their crypto at BlockFi. This is something that I've never recommended. So BlockFi has gone down. A Genesis is up, is definitely in trouble. Sandeep, there's one thing that I'm noticing. A lot of these exchanges and products became too big very soon. Like I remember BlockFi was being valued at around $16 billion. I'm not sure the numbers, but it was like in double digit billion dollars. And from that stage, uh, seeing it at the stage that it is in, or the example, or see the see, see the fate of FTX, or see what is happening to digital currency groups, right? These were considered to be the marquee VCs and uh, marquee product companies in the space. And to see them grow so fast and to see them again get down to such a level, it does not feel like a good omen for the things to come. Yeah, I, I don't really think that I don't think there's a problem of growing too fast. It's not because they really rose in valuation, according to me. I think the problem is with the business models. I mean, there are fantastic, there are great companies which have grown. And yeah, during the current market dynamic, you go you go down in your valuation or you go, uh, you know, you go down versus you go bankrupt are, I think, completely two different things. And I think it's a problem of the business model. I think all the companies with sound business model, uh, you know, with basic, who are following first principles, who are kind of Bitcoin only companies, yeah, they might they might not be growing at the pace that they grew over the last couple of years, but they've not gotten bankrupt. They are still there. They still exist. Their business model is completely in place. And it's just that the market sentiment needs to turn around. But people who've used leverage, who've, you know, not understood this space, who've been in altcoins and shitcoins and stuff, they've gone bankrupt. And I think that's a complete different experience. Yeah, uh, so Genesis tweeted on uh, 16th November uh, that the FTX crash has created unprecedented market turmoil, resulted, resulting in abnormal withdrawal requests, which have exceeded our current liquidity. A number of priorities to serve our clients and preserve their assets. Therefore, in consultation with the professional financial advisors and counsel, we have taken the difficult decision to temporarily suspend redemptions and new loan originations in the lending business. So this is really big. Genesis was literally like the the biggest backend, uh, you know, company with a lot of these loan companies were using at the retail level, like Gemini Earn was using. So this is this is a really big news, and I I think with all the news coming out, and then we posted an update again. This was uh, yesterday that Genesis reportedly needs one billion dollars of injection by Monday. And the parent company, Digital Currency Group, has said that it won't be coming from them. So it really puts them in danger. The one news that I am keenly following is the news on Genesis. Primarily because of the parent company, DCG, there. It has a lot of investments in a lot of startups. They had started with a lot of Bitcoin-only companies at the start. But now they are all over. Three, They have sort of invested in 3AC. They have invested in 
they have they had also invested some amount of money in ftx so primarily it's one of those companies which is one of the pioneers and giants in this space having backed so many exchanges so many uh, stable coin or other projects so therein if genesis contagion spreads there is a high chance that uh, probably other companies that uh, dcg is backing can also be affected and i think that's might that might be one of the reasons why they have they are not putting an additional amount of funding to genesis in, in these times of need uh, that's something that we should be we would be watchful off and we will be posting updates on 21 towers so uh, i think digital currency group could also do not they don't have the liquidity kind of liquidity that they must have had in the past all the crypto prices are down so they really can't sell any tokens that they might have or any uh, ideally they don't want to do that and all of their companies i think would be struggling and i i mean it's basically a a fund right um so it would lead to contagion if it's portfolio companies need funding to survive during these times and uh, you know if all of them if most of them uh, need injection and they do, themselves do not have the liquidity that means there is going to be contagion on their portfolio company so the post that we did just yesterday on dcj uh, you know was that it's a massive company it owns genesis and it has its tentacles spread and we've posted a graphic and it is pretty amazing you know they have a wide portfolio and as you correctly mentioned they were first in bitcoin companies but now they are in nft companies gaming companies all of these shitcoin companies as well i think another speculation that's going on because of uh, digital currency group is one of their biggest funds the grayscale bitcoin trust gbtc one of the main issues is that gbtc is one of the largest custodians of bitcoin so gbtc has around and this we've posted again a couple of days back so gbtc holds nearly 630000 bitcoin at today's rate the value would be 10 billion dollars worth of bitcoin and so there was speculation that is there uh, is gbtc in trouble because uh, you know the parent company is in trouble and then coinbase which is which is a custodian for the bitcoin held in gbtc trust yesterday published a pdf uh, which says that all the gbtc funds are secure and that coinbase has it and it's not like you know done anything with it and i actually do believe that that's true coinbase the custody services of coinbase are regulated i believe they're regulated and there are processes it's a public listed company they'll be audited and stuff so i don't think the gbtc bitcoin are at risk yeah so gbtc uh, bitcoin might not be at the risk but because the because of the parent company dcg being there right now if you look at the stocks they are trading at almost 40% discount to the total bitcoin asset value that they command right and and that's in spite of the fact that there's been such a massive mismatch between the total bitcoin net asset value and the valuation that investors like ark uh, invest and kathy wood has invested into gbtc at this stage uh so there was a time when the sort of the difference sort of went down from 45% to around 30% now it has gone back to again 40% so the market still believes that there is some i i would say risk of holding gbtc as compared to holding bitcoin and of course the other reason might be it it's just a closed fund uh, you had mentioned in our conversation 
Can you explain a little yeah, bit so about think... how this closed fund works and why is it that that might be a reason for GBTC to have lower valuation? Yeah, so just just for the listeners, you know, GBTC is a fund which is, I think, listed. Uh, so if you have a regular brokerage account you, you, and if you want to buy Bitcoin, you can actually just simply buy the units of GBTC, just like you would buy any other stock. So it's very, very simple. And if you're a family office or an institutional investor, it is almost the only product, at least on a US exchange, that's available. There are other ETFs that are available on a Canadian exchange like Prosper Invest and stuff like that. So so typically for a fund which has only one asset, so GBTC basically has Bitcoin as its asset. And so you would imagine that the, the, the NAV price of the unit of GBTC should match exactly its underlying asset, the price of Bitcoin. Typically, it was actually at a premium, uh, you know, in the bull cycle, GBTC's NAV price would be higher than what it should be compared to the amount of Bitcoin that they had. And that was because institutional investors, if they wanted exposure to Bitcoin, this was the only product that they could go to. So they would still rather, you know, buy GBTC rather than not have any exposure to Bitcoin at all. And so it was historically always at a premium. However, since the last, I don't know, I'm not exactly sure the time period, but since the last year or two in, in the bear market, the GBTC NAV price has been below its uh, you know, price of Bitcoin. And the reason for that is that GBTC is a close-ended fund. So what GBTC can do is it can only increase its exposure to Bitcoin. It can only buy Bitcoin. It can never sell Bitcoin. So it's, it's a one-way track, which is very different than an ETF like Prosper Invest in Canada. Okay. What they can do is if uh, as you know, investors in the fund sell the unit, they can sell the underlying asset as well. So the NAV price of the unit always matches the asset price uh, in an open-ended fund, uh, you know, which is which GBTC you mean market is not. Cap. You mean market cap always matches NAV? Yeah. yeah, exactly. The market cap always matches the NAV. Uh, okay. So unfortunately, because there's a higher selling pressure and GBTC cannot offload its Bitcoin units, there's a mismatch between it's the market cap of the asset it holds and the NAV price of GPTC. So actually, it's a great opportunity if te- technically, if you're buying a unit of, G- of GPTC today, you're buying Bitcoin at 40% less. The risk is that there is a counterparty risk of GPTC and that th- this discount can continue for the for in the future. You never know when this discount is going to go away. But the day that GB- so GPTC is applied to convert its fund from a close-ended fund into an ETF. Uh, we The SEC has been sitting on this application since a long time. DCG, uh, GBTC is now so frustrated with this process that they've actually gone on and sued SEC that this is, uh, you know, they've, so they're now fighting uh, against this in the court because of course it's hurting their business, you know. The day GBTC becomes an ETF, uh, its NAV price will just shoot up and match uh, the the market cap of the asset. And so you will not only get the upside of Bitcoin if it happens, you'll also get, just simply get this ARB, uh, you know, so it's a great opportunity. So I did not know that ARC has invested in GBTC, but it, it makes sense. The only thing is, is there a risk that GBTC just does not hold the Bitcoin it says it holds? I believe that the risk is, it's always there, of course. It's not a non-zero risk, but I believe that risk is less. But the problem is that you never have access to those Bitcoins. So if you need those Bitcoin for anything, uh, you know, you can't really 
use it as a collateral or whatever uh, you know that that those bitcoin are with gbtc so if it's a long term investment and you trust them then it's fine then it's a i think great opportunity but it's not a non zero risk true and there's also this risk of it being associated with dcg so though it's an it's a great arbitrage opportunity but i mean the small risk that because the parent company dcg they might be using the custody of those bitcoins for some to back some other projects can also be there right no because it's a regulated product i think the processes okay. are absolutely in place the custody is with coinbase they cannot just access those bitcoin without a due process in the middle so got it personally and again this is just an opinion you know it's not a non zero risk again i don't think that there is any risk per se in of your bitcoin in gbtc i think the only risk that you carry is that this discount that is there can carry carry out in the future and uh, you know the discount can increase maybe like for example i would never imagine for like two years back that the gbtc could that gbtc could trade at a 40% discount so i don't know what that what the limit of the downside is uh, simply because it's a closed ended fund uh, but i mean if you're a long term investor you don't want to do anything with your bitcoin i think this opportunity is really it's insane like i mean you're almost i think getting your bitcoin if you buy gbtc it's at 16 16 and 1/2000 right now while we speak it's uh, 24th november uh, you're getting bitcoin at a further discount of 40% yeah so you're buying yeah. bitcoin effectively at 10k that has never happened that's crazy that's that's yeah. the reason why uh, kethi would have scooped uh, gbtc and coinbase at the yeah. prices at which they are trading totally i i mean you know uh, the, there are opportunities again i'm not you know i don't invest in these uh, kind of anything any other products so i really don't know so i don't have a comment on it but yeah i mean uh, she's a smart lady and uh, definitely seems like an opportunity uh, there was also speculation that will gbtc the fund in itself go bankrupt or close down and stuff i don't believe again you, you know if there's a problem with the parent company or something like that i again not a non zero risk but you know uh, gbtc makes management fee so it has you know these 633000 bitcoin is worth 10 billion dollars it makes a management fee out of it the the you know bitcoin is in a in a custodian service separately it's a pretty simple business model so again i don't think there's a risk of that happening as well sort of all the contagion kind of uh, you know possibilities the exchanges crypto.com hobi yes i mean you know high risk if you're a user of uh, these platforms blockfi already gone down genesis seems to be clear that it's on the path to go down gemini Uh, we'll come to know over the next few weeks i'm not i don't have any comments there is uh, there are contradictory information gbtc i think as a fund i think uh, it should be okay dcg i think if you're a, a bitcoiner you don't really have anything directly to do with dcg uh, yep. their portfolio companies could be affected if they need a liquidity injection but you know otherwise it really doesn't affect bitcoiners or users directly where do we where do you think we go from here so that this is what you have a view on the existing companies the ones which are already in the limelight but what about the broader bitcoin ecosystem and the prices yeah and so before that i just want to mention one more company that we've posted on which is silvergate bank it's a it's a bank uh, which primarily serves 
uh, crypto companies and its stock uh, fell also has really taken a, a beating. So I'm not really sure, but I think its stock fell by about 50%. And so there was speculation that is there a problem at Silvergate as well? Because Silvergate is really like the infrastructure, the banking infrastructure provider to lots of Bitcoin and probably crypto companies as well. Again, um, you know, through my reliable sources, I think there's no problem with the bank itself. Uh, you know, they are they're providing banking infrastructure. Of course, they, they are, you know, revenues might be hit because crypto companies are hit. But again, I do not believe that there's any problem uh, with the bank itself. So coming back to your question, uh, you know, what's the market sentiment? I, you know, I hope that the worst is behind us, but it probably isn't. Yep, I think this is something that people right now should be watchful of as in, and they should be actively sort of trying to track the news as to what's happening at different exchanges because in, in, in terms of sentiment, that has a direct effect on the prices of Bitcoin. Also, I believe that there's going to be decent buying opportunities if, if one is a equity investor or if one is interested in buying into, say, Silvergate or, you know, GBTC or Coinbase for that matter. But primarily because I don't deal with that, this sort of news, I'm not tracking these news to figure out if it's a good buying opportunity for these stocks or not. But that might be an interesting place as well to look for. No, totally. Yeah. Everything is at a discount right now in the Bitcoin space, right? That does not mean that things cannot go worse and things cannot go lower. But these definitely are opportunities. So we posted this uh, summary by Econometrics. And um, again, the macro view also is not cleared out right now. You know, we are not yet clear whether the Fed has, whether the Fed is going to ease on its interest rate hikes. So that risk still remains. And uh, the contagion from FTX and then now from Genesis continues. There are large uh, financial institutions which have been affected by this. A lot of people have lost money on FTX. And, uh, you know, the unwinding of their positions by financial institutions, I think, continues right now. When is the exact bottom? We'll only know once we've bottomed out and if there's any kind of a rally back to the 18,000, 20,000 space. But till then... I think it's just wait and watch. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of undercurrents in the industry to counter this. Uh, so, for example, uh, exchanges have come up with proof of reserves, which they are floating around. And now they have their apps out there. Uh, I think one is called Toseki or something similar. We can post the link in the YouTube description, wherein you can go and check uh, the proof of reserve for all the exchanges. And you can maybe make a more intelligent guess as to where you want to leave your crypto you should not but but maybe you can take a more intelligent guess on that people are also coming up with then then on the other hand a lot of uh, legislators and a lot of uh, policy makers are opposing inclusion of bitcoin in 401k funds which is the retirement fund in us and fidelity has in, has included that so there are a lot of undercurrents that we can already see amongst people who are believers and disbelievers on how to pull ahead into the next phase. What are your yeah, thoughts? Definitely. I mean, it, no, absolutely. I mean, the entire space is going to uh, accelerate the attention that it gets from regulators. And uh, there's going to be a good and bad out of it for Bitcoin. I think the, the good situation will be that a lot of these scammy projects hopefully will not be able to access the market for raising funds and stuff you know so a lot of altcoin shitcoin projects uh will either disappear or at least new ones will not be able to come uh, to the market so easily 
the bad situation could be that if uh, you know there's a high handedness even on bitcoin which is completely separate from these other projects you know if exchanges get regulated if user funds are separated from kind of hedge funds and from investment funds all of those are going to increase the confidence in the entire space so i i believe that in the in the short to mid term the the people who've been bitten you know who've lost money because of this are going to be are going to shy away for some time but i think with regulation coming up i think the industry will clean up over, over the next year or two uh, and the confidence in the industry and the confidence in bitcoin will go up but i think it's a longer process and and what do you what do you feel about the users or the the developers who are participating in this in in this ecosystem how do you foresee changes happening there so i think the bitcoin community is becoming bigger right and again i focus on the bitcoin community there is a big altcoin community there's a big ethereum community as well i really don't know what these guys are thinking what's happening within them i don't believe in that project i don't believe in that space uh so i don't track it but i think that the interest in bitcoin over a period of time from the non bitcoin developer community will increase there will be a rethink uh, some people who've been skeptical of bitcoin or they think that a new coin will overtake bitcoin will rethink uh, this kind of you know they, they, there's a percentage of those people which will realize that they were wrong uh, and that they will realize that there are opportunities in the bitcoin space for development that's happening that process continues i think it can only accelerate after this meltdown in the altcoin space i think for me as a bitcoiner uh, from this whole episode i i think uh, i have become a little more humbler uh, because you uh, you could see like bitcoin prices went 4x in a single year and then it sort of crashed by four times in the next one right so uh, with such kind of volatility and at such prices which are lower than the prices at which uh, you know companies have bought uh, bitcoins in their holding just makes you feel that probably a lot of people in the space do not know what's going to happen uh and which is learnings for this 2022 crash you've been screwed because you trusted central banks you've been screwed because you trusted altcoin founders you've been screwed because you trusted vcs and influencers you've been screwed because you trusted exchanges when will you learn verify don't trust you know the basic bitcoin mantra in the similar light there's there's been a tweet by matt odell which talks about stay humble stack sats and another learning from this uh, 2022 crash is this post that we made a fool and his leveraged bitcoin are soon parted uh, so you know verify don't trust do not leverage uh, kind of second learning and do not keep your bitcoin on exchanges i think these are the two or three learnings from this crash okay super i think setu that's it uh, for this week thank you for listening to 21 task podcast and see you in the next one see you in the next one everyone thank you Thank you.